We may have gotten kicked off the space train for two weeks, but after saving up some rail passes, we're back to catch you up on all the latest Star Rail news. Welcome to Trailblazer Talk. I'm your host, David, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. Miu. Ayo. And Tony. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, let's just right off the bat call out that uh, this is going to be a spoiler cast episode for the 1.2 story. Uh, So really anything that was part of 1.2 is going to be game for uh, today's conversations. The key exception is the companion missions. We're not going to be touching on those today at all. So if you haven't gotten through the full 1.2 story yet, maybe set this podcast off to the side, come back in a little bit, we'll be here for you then. So uh, real quickly, I just want to apologize that uh, we missed the last two weeks. We've had a lot going on between illnesses, vacation, travel, and those episodes just weren't going to happen. So really sorry it sort of played out that way. Uh, in the future, we'll try to have some backup episodes or something we can at least throw out in those times. But uh, looking forward, lots of interesting stuff in the news. In just a few days, uh, as of August 18th, we're going to see the first uh, new show for the 1.3 patch, Celestial Eyes Above Mortal Ruins. I am really looking forward to it (laughs) because I think I know who's going to be on those banners. (laughs) Albert. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, Albert. Definitely Albert. Um, but yeah, I, I actually really enjoy the uh, the little preview episodes they do. I, I think they're fun. I usually watch them while I'm at work, so I have a good time with them every time I see them. Yeah, I was actually even a little shocked to realize it was happening so uh, so soon. I know that two-week skip. <laughs> Like I, I found out just by seeing the the image on YouTube. It's like, oh, this has been scheduled out for for you know August eighteenth. I know it's kind of weird. I I feel like that two week skip kind of like threw me off. <laughs> but I guess one point two has been out for a couple of weeks now. If we're already on the second half of the banners with Kafka, yeah. so in a, in addition to uh, the release of the new one point three trailer and that sort of stuff coming out. Uh, we also saw some uh, character previews uh, thrown out uh, via Star Rail's Twitter. Uh, the one, unsurprisingly, being uh, Jinglo. Uh, she's the uh, one-time sword champion of the Lawfu, now a noted traitor. Now, Jinglu, I, I guess I, I was a little confused by this because I, I, I don't keep up with the latest uh, spoilers and all that, but she was definitely the one that uh was in uh Zhongwan's, uh trailer right yeah that's yeah. that was the first time i saw her and that's why yeah. i was when she showed up in that quest i was getting like what, what's happening here why is she back i thought she died or this i assume jingyong killed yeah, her i had thought she was dead i, I had also know. thought she was dead <laughs> isn't that what isn't that what happened in the end of that i don't know maybe not i it's it's unclear. no I, I feel like that was heavily implied at the very least <laughs> I mean, you get splashed by the golden lion. I think you uh, you might be dead. <laughs> yeah. I, I, su- I suppose if uh, you know you're you're immortal, uh, it's it's hard to keep you down, right? We we that certainly see true. that with other things that get Mara. So the other character looks really cool too. Uh, Topaz and Numbi. I am like obsessed with her little trotter friends. <laughs> the trotters. Yeah, she. I, I I I was I was on reddit the last few days and then all of a sudden i was sorry <laughs> people lusting over the uh the girl on that um you know light cone the, that we'd all wondered who it was and uh i guess that's topaz yeah what, what is, what's the light cone again the the strict uh i don't remember the name of the light cone off the top of my head maybe somebody else can can look it up i like yeah i'm like trying to think of the name <laughs> I'm looking at the list here, trying to see if I can find it, but I have no idea what... Uh... It's the picture of her in front of that globe with uh, looking yeah, very the, um... sweet and innocent, but also maybe a little naughty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what what I find particularly interesting about that light cone is uh, that light cone is not the same uh, path as she is. So yeah. I think this will be the first like character light cone that the character can't use. It's uh, yeah, a little, little odd. I'm surprised to see that. It ruins my whole strategy for light cones. Yeah. Like, I, know I, I don't know what don't I'm going to do. do. I think that just invalidates that I can't use it on anybody. Right? No, you have to like, pivot. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious how Topaz and Numbi is going to play. Because one of the things that, uh, if, if we were to think about this as more of a not live service, single player sort of game, like what I would expect a unit like Topaz and Numbi to do is maybe they would like vacuum up resources, sort of like, you know, the, the steel mechanic that you might see in a Final Fantasy. Just try right, to... like a typical merchant kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but obviously having a unit that's just generating uh, materials would not be great, at least in a live service game. I mean, it would be amazing in a live service game, but it's, <laughs> never, you have her. it's never going to happen in a live service game. No, unfortunately. <laughs> I am curious too. I really do like her design and I'm obsessed with that. Her little trotter friend actually gets to be on, like, in the title with her, so... <laughs> Now, will, will this be the first time we're actually directly interacting with a character that um, is like a member directly of the IPC? I think there's been some quest givers that have been members of the IPC, but this would be someone actually Playable, on the team yeah. now. A companion. It's always, it's always interesting with these Hoyo games how, uh, it, at least so far, like every every playable character is kind of your friend, right? So enough, yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah, or not. Not, not all cases. Uh, but but, but they're, 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 fr they're friendly. They're friendly-ish. They they're on your team, uh, and by the fact that she's part of the IPC and also a possible playable character, I wonder wonder what information that gives us about the IPC. Um, at least that 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 they're not entirely an evil organization or a bad organization. Similar to, I guess, like the, the the harbingers that we play in the, the that are part of the Fatui in, in Genshin. Like it, it, it's I always I think it's an interesting dichotomy of, of what it reveals to you about the organization when you can play as a member of that, you know, that tribe or that that population. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that we're going to see not only more of these types of interactions as they bring in more characters. I'm hoping that we get more interactions where. Mm -hmm. uh, these types of characters are interacting with people that aren't the main character, like we saw back with uh, Zila and, um, and Branya. Uh, yeah. That's that I think is what's going to really expose out uh, some of this additional content. Interesting. I agree, and it'll make for interesting characterization regarding the IPC too. If we're actually able to see them interact with just other characters in general. Yeah, I, if nothing else, I think it's gonna flesh out a lot of the the backstory of the IPC at least a little bit. They'll give us someone who's got an inner workings of, of that group and tell us a little bit more about it. Whether what we what we should feel about it negatively. Now, uh, I, I didn't call this out in the show notes, but speaking of the IPC, uh, there is a new IPC radio broadcast that oh, uh, is available as one one point two. So I don't know if everybody, I don't know if everyone saw it, but that. Might be hard to talk about if not, but uh, there's, there's, yeah, a new, there's a new broadcast. But, uh, we'll wait till next week for that yeah. one, I think. Let me set aside I, 10 minutes to go listen to it at some yeah, point. Yeah, I, I, it's it's oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's short to some extent, like that's the only problem. Um, I need to, it's great that it is there, Sue. It, it is, but then I'm like, I walk by and I'm like, click a thing, I listen to the first two sentences, and I'm like, ah, I'm busy, and I go back and start doing other stuff again, and I, I just it's just takes so long. See, that's yeah. the beauty about doing these things on my phone at work, is I can just set it to the side, plug my headphones in, and then just leave it. <laughs> yeah, and as exclusively uh, a phone player, like, I just sat the phone down, and I just went mm. about, like, the other chores and stuff that I was doing. So, I really enjoyed it. It was a couple-minute podcast for me. But... You're so <laughs> brave to be a mobile-only player. <laughs> it's the way to do it. Uh, why don't we get straight into the uh, 1.2 spoiler cast itself then? Oh, yeah. So, getting into just uh, the story, where do we even begin with 1.2? Well, I have a question. Uh, will the Sanctus Medicus stuff even hit as hard if people played the updated story quests where it doesn't have that weirdly long side tangent? What? They changed it? They did. Yeah, they took that out. It's now a like optional but encouraged like story quest or yeah like side, side quest, quest kind of yeah. thing. 
but like I feel like a lot of people are probably just gonna skip it and then do it later if it I don't even know if it would be available later. So I'm wondering how that's gonna affect people's view. Uh -huh, it's me, Don Shu. And you're like, Ooh. <laughs> like, like, I didn't see you before. You were supposed to. God damn it. No, you're uh. supposed to know who I am. Right. That was like my biggest question. I'm like, what? I was like playing through the beginning of this and I'm like, uh, are people even gonna know who this is? <laughs> I wonder if they changed some other things to make it a little bit more acceptable if you haven't done it. I don't know. I don't the, think the... so. I was, because I, I was playing with a friend at one point and she hadn't done it before they changed it up. So like I watched her go through the other um, story quest stuff and skipped right over it. And then How I watched- How hard did they push? Them. Like, cause I, there was supposed to be a warning, right? Nope, no warning. Why were they, why were they- No, like... I thought there was, I thought there was something like, you may want to do this quest before continuing on, or you may not have the best possible experience or something Maybe like that. I totally missed it while she was playing, but I was like, oh my god, they just skip right over it. But why make it optional then? Like just <laughs> Right, it, 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 it felt very odd that it was op that they made it optional. I understand people's complaints that it felt very kind of like out of place, because it did feel very out of place while playing through it originally, but it really sets up that entire character <laughs> and you could just miss out on the whole like early villain yeah i i i'll be honest i i'm i really 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 love the bella bug story yeah and so far at best i would say that the 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 Xianxiu storyline is choppy I give it a um, five out of ten, honestly. So far, yeah, it, it has been very disappointing. Yeah, it's not that it's bad. It just feels like they took this storyline, which could have been pretty good, and they were like, "Well, we got to fit it over a bunch of different releases, so we'll chop it up in these weird ways." And the problem is, like, unlike the first story, you know, under other Bellabug story. The Stellaron is always there. Like you have to, like you have to go to the end of it to resolve the issue. But like right. in between the story, in between the quests, you feel like you're still like in the middle of this story. Right. Whereas because of the releases of the of these like these segments of the of the main story, it, it they definitely try to say like, okay, well you did that first part. You defeated the, what was it? The, the big, the Abundir or whatever. <laughs> and then it's like, but you're still like, you're just, the, the, the whole thing still should be in crisis situation. And then it, it's like pretending like, ah, don't worry about that for a while. Just have some fun and do some silly stuff. And it's like, wait, what? No, what? like we didn't finish anything yet. But like, they could have still... had the same break. In my notes, extremely disconnected and disjointed. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> even the whole Donshu story quest, I felt was very much like, you go and you're like in the middle of this like high priority, high urgency situation. And then the, you're just like running errands for this other guy all of a sudden. It's like, really? Right. That's what we're doing now? And like, I it does kind of come together, but it just felt very strange the way that they put that put that in there. I think there was a couple key problems with, with the story. I, I think one of them was the the stakes weren't the same in yeah. the LaFu that they were in Bellabog. Like, Bellabog is a planet that is actively dying. You're stuck there. Everything's terrible and it's getting worse constantly. Like you can yep. visibly see how it's getting worse. Whereas the Lawfu, like they already have infinite resources and they may have even been able to get a lot of this resolved on their own, right? Like We're that's not sort necessary. of the Yeah, that's like the impression that that you get. And I feel that the the character stakes weren't there either. Yes. So like there was some real character development and some real like character conflict that I, I felt like really mattered in the Bellabog story. But like for the Law Fu, I feel like It should have been done. Well well, yeah, maybe it should have been done. Maybe it should have been somebody, but we didn't Get I don't it. know. I don't feel like we saw any characters grow. I don't feel like we saw any characters have to face tough choices along the way. It's more like stuff happened to people and that was it. 
right? Yeah, it's it's very much things are happening to the characters rather than the characters are happening to the story, which I understand not wanting to make the stakes high 24-7 because when the stakes are always high in a story, it eventually feels like, oh, well, this is just how it always is. Who cares? Like, Bellabog worked because it was the first kind of plot line and, of course, the stakes felt very real, as you were saying. And I think if they kept doing that, it would get very old very fast. But at the same time, I feel like it just it there's no emotion to it i have no reason to care about the lafu like i just i have no reason to care whether we succeed or whether we fail like none of these characters are compelling me to care about how things go with the stellar on and like i don't know it just feels very detached and and frankly like the the best part of a t- Personally, I think the best part of the story was like figuring out what the hell the Stellaron hunters were doing. Yeah. And then at some point you're just like, oh, they're not important anymore. We don't have to worry about them. Moving on. And it's like, well, Literally. that was the most that was like the most intriguing part, right? And now that's just that that's over. And now it's just like solely on the what's going on with the Stellar on the Lafu. And like they they you're they've just noped out of there, you know. Right. Um, Arguably, the like I was trying to like say was the character stakes should have been with Don because it'd be like, yes. what's up with Don? Why is he? Why did he intentionally go back to the Lafu even though he was exiled or or and just oh, no, like no, no. Wh- yeah. you're why... talking about Don Don Hung, not Don Shu. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Don, yeah, Don Hung. No care. No resolution. It's just like okay, you so you're the Imbibitor Lune. Is that what it is? Anyway, yes. it's just like yeah. Okay, you're a dragon now. That's it. What? It's like, okay, wh- what? Blade. Right. It's like, ah, Don Hung, I hate you. Then Kafka's like, no, don't fight anymore. Okay, I guess we're done. Like, no resolution. <laughs> that <just> entire ba- <laughs> <laughs> The cutscene was so cool, and then it just so bad. had no stakes. Like, the yeah, actual, yeah. like... Uh, it, it made me so sad because I found the Don Hung stuff and the lore behind it. That's really cool. What do you mean that he created, he like committed this giant sin and then was exiled and was reborn and like he's been reborn for centuries? Like, can we get to that? <laughs> what? So, do we even know the whole story there yet, or are they no. just not talk about it? Like, what? You, you what just get exactly what happened. Around it. The, the only information you got is what was those memories in the. Uh in that area and that's it and it's yeah. it's very yeah I, I i at least couldn't quite piece it together we need the debriefing and that's like i don't think the deep even the best debriefing they could do is not really gonna save the lafu storyline yeah. i think it should have in my opinion what i think they should have done is instead of having this kind of like split gameplay between um, the Trailblazer and Don Hung at the beginning and last patch, they should have had us play as Don Hung in the past and go through what happened to get him exiled. So then when this patch came out and he transforms and he fights with Blade and stuff like that, we're like totally caught up on what happened to him as a character and who he is and how he feels about his previous incarnation and that would have made that entire like subplot hit way harder and then when he's talking to Jing Yuan and Jing Yuan's like I know you're not the same person but you have to prove it to me you would be able to feel that because you would have just played through it and you would have said yeah I can see how they're different characters but like I see where he's coming from because right now it's just like yeah okay they knew each other great <laughs> like well just... the reason why they did was because they wanted that shock that wait why is he a dragon like what, right. what? that that's what they that's what they were going for and that's what they were hoping to like essentially like fuel the hype and like I really enjoyed that cutscene I really enjoyed what was going on but I didn't find myself thinking about it like you know, a week later or whatever. Like it wasn't on my mind in the same way the Bellabog story was, uh, because the Bellabog story had so much emotional weight to it that after I had finished it, I was like, oh yeah, that was a really cool moment, or like they handled that really well. Like it, it stuck with you better. 
and it it makes me so frustrated because I know miHoYo has such great writers and they have such a good team and such a good cast of characters and they're just fumbling this and I don't know why it happened with Liyue too in Genshin Liyue was the weakest story quest in my opinion it very, it, very much feels, it very much <laughs> feels like we're in this state of like, oh, got to go bargain for some stuff to do a funeral in the middle of this like crisis situation in Leeway, right? Like that, right, it's, exactly. It's, it's very, like, it's a huge, <laughs> I was going to think about this. There's a huge parallel to Leeway here where like, you're like their God dies and then you're like, well, got to run some errands. And it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> it's so disconnected. Yeah, it's just and, like, what's happening here? And it's so Well, you kind of, I kind of appreciate that storyline, like, after the fact, but during it... It's, it's just irritating. Yeah, right. even so I but understood, even then, like... Even then, though, at least, I believe... Well, actually, you know what? I didn't play it from, from the get-go. Uh, uh, Mia, you can tell me. Did they release all of the Archon quests at the same time for Leeway, or did they ration them out over the first... Uh, it was like, the first two patches. Um, in 1.1, 1. Okay. 1, when the Tartaglia and Zhongli banners came out, is when they released the second half of the Archon Quest stuff. Okay. Okay. But they but it was finished after that. They didn't... It was, yeah, it was it was done. You had okay. that patch, and then you were all caught up. And then, of course, 1.2 had the... Um, 1.2 had the like lantern right stuff um and yeah. that was kind of like the ending so to speak of the leo stuff um i think that's oh, yeah. the challenge that we're facing right now with the law foo i don't think that we're leaving the law foo for qu quite a while I and agree. i think <laughs> I, I think that's sort of where the nature of a live service game is hurting the story because i think in just a purely one and done single player game like to to the earlier point we probably would have had like a flashback where we had gone and acted as uh, don hung for a little bit in, in the past we would have maybe broken down some of these experiences for their respective mm -hmm. characters like we would have played um oh god what's um uh, jiwan's uh, apprentice's name yan ching yeah, we would have played like as Yanqing for a while. We would have played as Don Hung for a little while. We would have like maybe done some stuff as like, you know, Fushan for a little while. Like we would have gotten some of these different perspectives and then they would culminate in some sort of like singular, exciting, you know, story. But I, I just think that this episodic nature makes that not possible. And then you just end up with kind of where we are, where we have a bunch of plot threads that just are off in the aether sort of an unsatisfying like story end and it's like okay well what what now like we we did it it should still be possible for them to find good points to break the quest That's line the problem. like cuz look at Bellabog. Right. if you they could have put a point of after you beat defeat a sarbog as a Okay, we're going to take a two, three week break here while we work on the rest of the patch. And that would have yeah, been a fine point to break. Or, like, take a look at Genshin, even, for example. The Sumeru story quest mm -hmm. was split over three different patches, and it didn't feel disconnected at all. It felt very normal to take a break in between certain sections and, like, have other things happen and then yep. get back so, to so it. As, yeah. as Dave said, he used the word episodic, right? Yes. And when you think of episodic, you think of a TV show. And, like, every, every TV show, even if it's part of a bigger plot, has its own little constructed storyline. And that's what mm -hmm. I think we're missing here. This feels like we're watching a movie on TNT where yes. we're in the middle of a commercial break 40 minutes in. And yes. Except the commercial break is six weeks long. And we're like, what, 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 what happens it, next? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> you feel so unfulfilled. Yeah. And I will say, like, I'm hoping things like the antimatter legion coming out of nowhere question mark <laughs> will feel better once we have the rest of the story but I don't think they're handling the patch thing well for this plotline in particular which is very unfortunate. Yeah, I suppose they didn't the... even really need the antimatter legion to show up at the end like I think this could have been threat enough. Right, like what's the point? Who is the, the uh, oh Junichi, Junichi from the storyteller 
quests in, in Inazuma and Genshin, mm -hmm. where he's the guy who tells the stories, and every time he runs into an issue, he just like makes up a new plot device. Yes. Like, did they hire him? Like, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> Like the whole thing, thing, I was like staring at my screen, like mouth agape, like what? I mean, it was shocking. It, it was, was shocking. It was... it was well animated, but like, why was it there? And it was just like I don't know. So, so I do want to go back to something, which is oh, yeah, I'm right. still not convinced. I'm I still feel like I don't understand totally what we know. So, for example, uh. Don Hung is a dragon person who was also Don Fung in a previous life. Yes. Yep. What's like he died, but not really, but kind of. And they, he's like, immortal. He goes through the dragon life cycle where they get. There's some born. talk about he he didn't like fully go through it or something. It was like only a partial thing. Yeah, there was some something happened that made his rebirth rebirthing ceremony or hatching different than normal. I'm not sure what that is. It maybe right, like, we no. don't know. But I, I think the the idea was the elders had told the rest of the Lafu like, oh yeah, we're going to like wipe his, we're gonna wipe his memory or whatever, right? We're gonna make him not be, I don't know, like the 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 leader. And then they're like, oh, but guys, what if actually we didn't do that? LOL, wouldn't <laughs> that be great? Like that, that was that was my understanding of that bit. That's also yeah. about what I got from it. <laughs> and and the, the other thing I was confused about is, like, if you said, like, like uh, Ting Yun, like, when did Ting Yun not be Ting Yun, or was she always not Ting Yun, and we haven't even met Ting Yun? Unclear. Unclear. Like, that's infuriating. I think I, I, I saw a video, I didn't click on it, but it was like, like all the um, foreshadowing of Ting Yun's, like, oddities. Mm -hmm. She's I mean, always been a little odd. The, the thing like, that, I'm gonna struck, throw that out there. The, the thing that struck me out most is the most odd, but it was also like five minutes before she backstabs you was like, oh yeah, I don't need to worry about the uh, the poisonous right, gas yeah. that affects everyone else on the the Lafu. It's like, right, right, right. okay, is this the game hand waving because we you need to be you're a party member potentially that I rolled for and you're in my team and that's why we're I hand waving it or. I do think at the very beginning, when you meet her the first time, I do think that that's actually Ting Yun, because I, I think that there, at some point, is is a bit of a marked difference. Because Ting Yun, towards the beginning, also says something like, I don't know, it's just like she's like 200 years old, she wants to live the rest, or something, something of that sort of nature, right? Um, but I, I think eventually she starts to get to that point where she's just like, oh yeah, whatever, let's just do this stuff. I don't care. It'll be fine. Um, mm. I I was actively angry uh, with the way Ting Yun's story played out, and what I what I can't decide is whether I am unhappy with the writing or whether I am unhappy with the outcome, because those are two very different things, right? Like, I can be unhappy that a character went out that way and it could have been the right thing uh, or, you know, good for the story. But I don't know. I was curious how everyone else felt about Ting Yun's death, vanishment, whatever it is. Well, she's not really dead, right? Like, she's alive, right? Well, we we don't but even no, know that. No. I mean, question. that was, well, it's like... I have a question. In Genshin, have they killed... Legitimately kill off any character you can recruit. No. Nope. There you go. No. And and, and I wouldn't. I. I they I, have I in Honkai. Um, oh, Honkai really? Impact. They have done how, that. How do they handle that? You can still play as her, like in your team, but she's like dead, dead. That see that doesn't that doesn't sit right with me. That would be that would annoy <laughs> me. Well, I think uh, I think it would be cool. I, they would they can't do this, but it would be kind of cool if when the character died, they were like yoink. You no longer get this character. I spent real money to roll for this yeah. five-star character that you killed. That's what? Why they can't do it? Um, yeah. but Zero then they percent chance. <laughs> but then they shouldn't kill the character. Because so it's real then. Like you're there. I think Dave, you, you had this complaint before a long time ago, where like sometimes there'll be characters in your party somewhere, and then but you're always still acting as the traveler by yourself. Like it's very strange how that that works like in the storyline 
have my theories um, on why they do that in Genshin. I don't understand how it works in Star Rail at all. Like, there's no lore reason behind it, I think. It's just a story gameplay segregation kind of thing. Right. I, I, I ultimately think there's a very big difference between uh, Aerith dying in Final Fantasy and what? yeah yeah <laughs> spoilers, spoilers for, a couple spoilers for like later. a 19 uh, uh, 97 yeah, 97 <laughs> game uh there's a difference between when she dies and it's just like that's you know terrible emotional and that sort of thing and maybe you had good gear on her but that and that's <laughs> the end of it and spending hundreds or thousands of dollars on gotcha uh <laughs> Because like that just that that would set the sort of tone that mm -hmm. nobody would want to roll anymore. And if right. you instead make characters immortal, that also means that stories have no stakes. Yep. Yep. And the only term would be like you kill them off, but you can still play them in the team because there's just like it's just like a separate segregation of between story and gameplay. Yeah, but that's I mean when I'm out with my team, I'm picturing them. They, like they're my buddies. They're they're the ones with me on this journey or whatever, right? Right. It's you have a hologram of that character now, like the Silver Wolf in the the Astral Express. Yeah. You just have a hologram of her, and she does all the same moves, same stats, same equipment, which is hologram. Well, it's interesting. The thing that's interesting now is if she's dead or whatever, and she was mostly bad. Like what? What? Who did we recruit for our team? It just feels so weird that I. The original team, not, not the who we the never theory, really met, or if we did know. meet, we don't know yeah. very long. It just seems, seems weird. Isn't uh, Tingyun in uh, Yukon's banner image? That's when they got her. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Yukon, the swap. But Dave, to answer, I guess your original question, the Tingyun thing made me very angry. <laughs> <laughs> I um. For many reasons that we just discussed, I just felt it was very, like... Again, it's the disjointedness of this whole quest. And not just because it's being released through patches or whatever. It just feels like they're just throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing if it sticks with the story quest. Like, it, everything it felt rushed. So... Yeah, it felt very rushed. Like, we didn't spend time with the fact that, oh no, the Antimatter Legion is here because we have to get back to Don Hung. But like, so do it separately. Like, I don't know. It just, it just all feels very kind of. It, it feels very shoddily paced together, and it makes yeah. me sad. I, th I think if they're going to try to keep telling stories in this sort of way, I'd like to see more, uh, like event quests and stuff where you're not playing as the main character sort of like those uh periods where we're playing don hung in the current time right mm -hmm. and just say like hey like you're not going to play the trailblazer for this next batch like you are going to do everything from the uh, uh perspective like you know don shu or just who whoever just someone else i think that that can still be really good storytelling and Absolutely. Have, have people be like more satisfied. Like scripted boss fights where you have to lose are never any fun. They're they're just a terrible experience. But a way to make it really good is you instead invert it, where it's like, no, you're gonna play the boss and you're gonna absolutely decimate your character, and like the thing that allows you to progress here is you have to beat your character, you have to kill yourself or like do whatever um i don't know i i just i feel like there's a lot of mechanisms that they can take given that this is a turn-based strategy game sort of thing yeah that wouldn't feel good in something like uh uh genshin and like they they need to leverage that i was just gonna say just having missions where you play as new characters characters that could become potential new five-star banners later hint hint spend money now you like them also seems like a good design strategy for making money, I suppose. Totally. I mean, they kind of did that with Lorcha, right? Like I mean, was they, part they of... did that with a bunch of characters. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, uh, yeah. In the early game, they did Silverwolf and um, and uh, Captain. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. e even in this last patch, um, you get to play as, or at least Jing Lu is in your party. I don't know if you get to click buttons for her, but um, mm -hmm. there's there's opportunities that they, they could be leveraging there. I agree. I think there's just so much they can do with the actual like flow and game design here that they're just kind of missing. And I get it. I mean, I'm sure they're making just fine money on what they're currently doing, but I just, I know what MiHoYo is capable of, and I'd like to see them continue that quality. We're not mad at you, MiHoYo. Just, <laughs> just disappointed. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> we, know, we know you didn't try your hardest and you could do better. Right. Maybe uh, moving things forward a bit, uh, how mm -hmm. did people feel about the Fantilia boss fight? I liked it. It was challenging. It was very challenging. Yeah. It was probably the highlight of the patch for me. I, I really enjoyed that there were multiple uh, phases through the fight. What I didn't enjoy was, um, like, A, I, I wanted some sort of, like, you know, deep orchestral stuff that we had seen, like, from Bellabog. Like, the fact that we didn't get something like that as part of it, I felt like a little bit of a letdown. It's kind of hard to, you know, top the fight with Kokoya, too. I, I don't know. There's There's tons of games that have very like cinematic orchestral sort of boss fights i they're they're clearly capable of doing it i think that there is some opportunity there uh but man do i not enjoy doing that fight on the uh the weekly it's mm -hmm. terrible <laughs> like i don't know how all of you all have been uh working with that but even my very best team I can't do it on the max level, like at all. Because when you do it in the the story fight, like you've got multiple other characters. Because like you know, Jing Wan is forced into your party. Uh, Dun Hung's dragon form is forced into your party. Like you've got big hitters to help out. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. It just wasn't where it's not working out for me. I'm really struggling uh. to to get it done. I'm, I managed to do it a few times, but I haven't done it very much, often because I don't need those resources. And the fight is definitely harder in that sense than the other two. But I managed to do them on max level. Yeah, I need Kafka resources. I I did have a note. I For everybody who listens to the podcasts, whenever I go through the story quest, I take out a notebook and I literally like write <laughs> notes about the story quest like a loser. <laughs> So I have my notes in front of me. I actually have a note regarding the fight, which is why did we get March as the trial character in that fight and not Fujuan, who is right there, who is coming out next patch? <laughs> it felt like such a wasted opportunity, and I don't get it. Who was in that fight? It was it was March was in Welt. Was Welt there? No, March, Trailblazer, Don Hung's Dragon Form, and uh, Jing Yuan. No, but but Don Hung's dragon form was behind us. He was the like the. He was like the support. Yeah. yeah who yeah. was the fourth player? I, I thought it was Jin Yang, but I mean, I put the trailblazer in there because I thought, oh, I'm gonna need the trailblazer for this. Oh, March, March, right? March, the March, trailblazer. Yes, March, trailblazer, Jin Yang. Who's the fourth? Who was the fourth? I don't know. I don't either. But Somebody. it wasn't Fujuan, and <laughs> that's disappointing. <laughs> It just felt like a missed opportunity, as most of this patch did. <laughs> so it was just like adding insult to injury. I'm like, she's literally coming next patch. Why did you not have us try her here? That would have been so smart. You you don't actually you don't get March as a trial character. It's just Jing Wang. Everyone yeah. else is it, your own party. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Technically, she's with you with Trailblazer and Wealth. I'm watching. I'm watching a replay now on YouTube. She she stays behind to like work with the troops or whatever. It may uh, just be she was a, a required character. Like you had to have her in the party. Maybe that was the deal. I don't know. She was gonna move in if you guys fail. I can't remember. I just remember she had to be like I had to have her there, and I don't remember if it was like I was thinking of the story or whether it was an actual requirement now. But I could have. Sworn it was an actual requirement. Because you, you you definitely have to have Jing Wan in the party. Yes. Because I was yeah. like, I, was like <laughs> I don't want Jing Wan in the party. <laughs> it's like too no, bad. <laughs> too <Mandatory>. bad. 
But yeah, it just it felt like a missed opportunity. The same way that this was the Blade and Kafka patch, and yet the story for Blade and Kafka just wasn't there. Wouldn't they put Jingwan after this patch? Like it just like this this you found out a lot about him. You had to play as him. You thought he was pretty cool. He does that cool maneuver. Why wouldn't but they he's have him already happened. Right. Like you could you <laughs> think you could switch those around. I don't know. I know. It feels so it feels very backwards. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> I mean, they're thinking, what do we need to do to maximize profit? <laughs> yes, they're thinking how to get money. And I mean, it's working for them, clearly. <laughs> Myself not included, looking at how much I spent on the Blade Banner, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> Just as a reflection on the story, maybe we should talk about the uh, very first uh, event that was part of 1.2. Which hmm. was to, you know, replay the story that you just played. Tales of the Fantastic. Indeed. <laughs> what, did, what did people think about that? I was not a fan. I didn't care about it at all, to be completely <laughs> honest. I binged it in like a day and then forgot about it. That was the, uh, you're working with a storyteller, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought his uh, dialogue was very entertaining. I did not. And I did like... they introduced that new mini game mechanic where you're flying around the the birds in the 3d environment i thought that was kind of neat like you get to see the the environments from different perspectives with that what would have made that story a lot better is if that story was voiced yes 100 percent. <laughs> there's way too much reading and it was telling me the story that i had just played through that i was already a little bit frustrated about so I just did not want to hear more of that story. In fact, um, that event and just sort of the bad taste that the main story had left in my, my mouth, uh, I basically was only logging in to collect my 90 Jade. I wasn't even doing uh, my, my dailies for a little bit because I was, I was just kind of frustrated. Wow. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> We had such a different experience of the uh, amusing dialogue, or at least the things he was t talking about uh, compared to everyone else. But I, I was bored by it. I didn't enjoy it. I I wanted it to be over so I could get my rewards. But I don't know that I had as harsh of a. You know, I I I just didn't. I was just like it. It felt like this the that it was um, a lot of clicking through stupid things just to get to the battle that I that would be actually fun, which I think was actually fun. Right? Like, what remind me what the 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 uh, gimmick in the actual like five or six battles that you had to do. Well, that, that was different than the story stuff you were doing with him, because the right, gimmick thing like was the, like you had to kill as many minions as possible in yes. X turns, which I that was that. definitely interesting. That was fun. I actually really enjoyed that. But like I was, that, but but to get to that point was like such a drag. Like it was just such a such a. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't love that. I also paced myself through this. I wasn't trying to rush through it all at once. Like I did like one a day or something. And maybe that might have helped a bit as well. You're much smarter than me. They were long, though. They were long. Like, each one was really long. Yeah. It was a long binge to each play one through felt, it. So maybe they weren't long. They felt really long. Like I said, I, I pace myself so I don't run out of content in, uh, after doing it in three days. I, I think if the story had just been literally anything other than repeating the story back to me that I just played... I would have enjoyed it a lot more. In written form. Yeah, in written <laughs> form. In written form, not voice Read acting. A book about the movie you just saw. Like, what? Yeah. No, I mean, I like the other way, but not, not, not that Correct. <laughs> oh yeah, the novelization of Star Rail is going to be amazing. I did yeah. really enjoy the Mystery Trotter one, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that one was oh, yeah. a little bit more <laughs> successful not that there is a lot of complexity there but at no least, it was um, just cute yeah. was <laughs> just like fun. trotters i think they're really cute so i had fun with it hiding in all the environments yeah the in lore like in game lore behind the trotters like i don't totally get it are they are they a race of things? Are they just magical things? Like, Must what? we understand them? Can yeah. we not just think they're adorable? <laughs> are you a trot sympathizer, Tony? Well, by the way, are you a trotter, Tony? Pigs that give you rewards. It's like what? Where did we come up with this? I don't know. Just and we call them trotters. 
I love them. I do think we're gonna learn a lot more once um, Topaz and the uh, Numbi come out. Numbi, you can't Numbie. get over that name. <laughs> it's so funny. Topaz and Numbi. <laughs> Sorry, I just no, really I, like it. <laughs> no, no, I was uh, saying the same thing too when uh, Dave mentioned it earlier in the pre-show. Yep. What kind of character is she again? She is the IPC Senior Manager of Strategic Investment. Yes, but what is her and elements? Uh, being rich. And I love the picture. Do we know yet? Hold on. I'm wondering, I have a hundred and change passes left. And I did get uh, uh, Kafka and her light cone. And I'm debating on whether I should. Did, did you down. did you do twenty rolls to get Kafka and her light cone? I did. I, I did well. I got uh, for, <laughs> in about in about. A, I had I had a little over two hundred uh, passes, and in a little over a hundred, I got uh, a Clara, a uh, Kafka, and Kafka's, Kafka's light cone. Hey, Tony, can you start doing my polls for me? So, so I started out really yeah. badly because I could not get Sila in like 130 rolls. But since then, I have been on a, a bit of a roll. Yeah, I feel like you've been fine. Wait, wait. So you did, got her light cone as well? You did the light cone yeah, banner? Yeah, because yeah, I skipped over Blade. And I got Luocha, but only with just a random 10 pull right after getting Silverwolf. Like, I, I did really, really... So, I've, I, so I basically... Since Silverwolf, I have skipped everything until Kafka. Except for the one pull for Luocha. For the one yeah. ten pull I did for <laughs> on Luocha. Because I, I had watched a video about how good Luocha was. And it's like, you know what? I do want Kafka, but I really need another healer. I'm going to go for it. And I got it right away. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I will say, Luocha and Blade work so phenomenally well together. It is so much fun playing the two of them. I, I have I, such a blast. I wish I got I Blade. Thought about, I, I thought about getting Blade right at the end and I was like, no, I really want Kafka. But I, I you know, I shouldn't have gone for anyone. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done it. it I did also choice. look it up. Uh, Topaz is a fire character on the path of the hunt. Yes. <laughs> oh, so she's a damage dealer. Mm -hmm. more hunt mm. characters just what we need just what we wanted and just what we asked for clearly well, if you don't have Sila, yeah yeah i don't i don't know i don't have any five star hunts yeah i i, I also uh went after the the kafka banner i i was thinking we we're gonna maybe touch on the banners after we hit the last event quest but we're here anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i i went after kafka also got her uh her uh, weapon, her light cone as well, because I was like, eh, I, I got her pretty quick, yeah. Uh, then I kept pulling because <laughs> I, I wanted to get uh, not a not a uh, more Kafka Eidolons. I actually just wanted more Sampos. Uh, Understandably. And it's 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 funny, like the the character that I'm just like, I don't want to play. I don't like his character or anything. It's just like, oh man, I need more of this guy for for Kafka. <laughs> well, he's like a perfect fit for her, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What? And did you end up getting any Eidolons for Kafka or not? Because I've heard no, her first no. two are really good. Uh, I, I don't I don't play. have uh, any any Kafka Eidolons. Um, realistically she's already super awesome like just by herself with her light cone i think the negative thing with kafka unlike someone like blade is blade you just dump in his in a party and blade just like he just does his thing right he sure yeah. does yeah uh whereas <laughs> someone with like kafka you're having to craft a team around her yeah, like, even to a, a far greater extent than something like Zila. Like Zila is going to do what she wants, but you can put people around Zila to make her even better. Kafka needs people to function. Right. She's very team dependent, which I think is cool, and I'm glad they're experimenting with that. Um, but man, kind of like uh, the uh, fun. <laughs> the verse was it? Who's who's the team dependent player in Genshin? Milu. Mm -hmm. I love her. See, yeah. it's so funny because in Genshin, I prefer much more complex team builds. Like, obviously, I'm in Tartaglia. Uh, my other 
main is Alhatham, who's a very <laughs> complex character to play. I have a Nilu Bloom team that I love for the Abyss. That's kind of stuff. Like I really like complex or like team dependent stuff in Genshin. But in Star Realm, like brain empty <laughs> click buttons. <laughs> Um, which is what Blade is great for, and put him on a team with Luocha, and I never have to worry. I I, I just wish I had. Uh, I I, I I wish I had gotten Seal, or if I didn't get her, I should have just decided not to go for Jingwan, and then I could have gotten Blade and Kafka, and that would have been pretty great. I almost feel like I have to get Kafka because I have Silver Wolf and Blade, and it kind of feels wrong. Yeah. Kafka. yeah. <laughs> then you have to get Sam when uh, he finally shows up. We're all experimenting right now. This is the first release. By release two, we'll know who the good characters are. This is Shaylee. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think we're definitely going to get some some banner reruns like sooner rather than later. Because like like I said, I don't think we're getting off the Lawfu anytime soon. I You're think probably we're right. Be here for a while. <laughs> what, what did people think about uh, have Luca? I'm I'm guessing uh, people at least probably played with him for uh, the underground treasure hunt. I gave him Welt's uh, 80, 80 level light cone that I had on him because it had his picture on it, so I had to move it. There you that's, go. That's the rule. So uh, he's still level one. So a level one character with a level eighty light cone. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Um, you know, they're to get a free pass. I may not have Luca, but I did get Japard, so uh, <laughs> I I can say I like Japard. <laughs> I can't say much about Luca. I barely even used him, even when I had him for the trial. Yeah, same. Is is Luca good for um, Kafka teams too? Is or is yeah? Is, that, is it pretty he much? He does bleed damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he has some dots, and because Kafka is so skill point heavy, uh, you don't always have to use his skill, which really helps. Yeah. It's the same yeah. sort of way with like Blade doesn't make Kafka better, but I think Blade would be a convenient like, yeah, I'll just throw him in because he's a skill point positive. Yeah. Run? Can you run a Kafka team without a healer? Because that seems that's because really I feel like you want to put someone like Serval to extend the, the dots. Uh, you know, Sampo to create the dots, and then Luca to kind of generate skill points for you. But then you don't have a healer. It you means you have I mean? to kill them before they kill you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The best defense is a great offense. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that Memory of Chaos is built that sort of way, where you can just go, like, go totally nope. ham. Yeah. Nope. Because that's, at that's, the certainly end the, that's certainly the Genshin sort of way. But, Indeed. Uh, <laughs> Well, eventually you get to a point in memory cards where they will uh, two-shot your characters. Mm -hmm. I st I'm, I'm still getting one shot. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Mood, Tony. <laughs> That's what we need to fix your mirror team at some point. Oh, true. Yeah, we got to do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny. I, I'm actually not using Serval at all for my Kafka team, and I have E6 Serval. Uh, I just, wow. I'm not sure she's a great fit. I'm I'm running. Uh, well, her big her big thing is that she extends the dots, right? The additional turns. Uh, right. But if you're putting the dots on for everybody, like, do you really need it? Good point. That's a good point. I think it. I think it. I think it's. I think it's especially useful for what I recall for Kafka's ultimate, which does that a road thing or something. But I can't remember. So if you don't get if you don't get the uh, ultimate every turn, you can extend it for compared or something like that. I was reading about it. I, I, I still haven't gotten to the point to decide exactly what my, my teams are going to be. Yeah, like I'm I'm just finding that uh, Kafka, uh, Sampo, and Pela is kind of what I'm running because Pela's get, helping get the uh, the dot damage up. Uh, Sampo is getting the dots there, and Kafka is just making them explode. Yeah, I I don't know. I I find that um, Luca's weird. Like I don't really understand what, like how his damage works because I've, with the trial, I'll have him do like uh, I don't know, like fourteen thousand damage. It's like okay, that was a like good hit, and then another hit later, it'll be like a hundred and sixty thousand damage. <laughs> like some something occurred. Something and I changed. don't, I don't <laughs> understand what happened. Like clearly there was a crit, 
but like what was the order of operations that made this happen? Well, there's an empowered attack. He has an empowered attack that you can do. And if that triggers on a crit, then I'm sure he does a bajillion damage. Yeah, I, yeah, I just it, never know what's happening at all times. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just you know like, numbers! I, I respect it and support it. <laughs> Some numbers are higher than I don't know. So, Tony, you need to play oh, our Mahjong girl and just, you know, roll the, the tiles every time. Ching Chai, my baby <laughs> best girl. I, I can't quite get her to work. I'm doing something wrong with her. Well, She's just, just throw all the tiles and you'll just, you know, random yeah. chaos. If, if she didn't work, just try it again. It's That's, true. I'm That's still never getting more her. than like three or four thousand damage, which is not great, right? Like it's, I don't know. I, I probably haven't built it right. Just keep using my lately. I need the credits. <laughs> just gotta put your heart in the cards, man. Yeah, believe in the heart in the cards. <laughs> I have used uh, Andrew's Sele all the time. Although that's starting, to, starting to change. Oh, oh, often. Yeah. For clean all the uh, some of the. Uh, Actually, really good for challenges. farming. Yeah, because it's AOE damage. Yeah, he really, really is good for that. Um, but like for boss fights, eh, not so much. The only, actually, the one thing he's really good for, the one thing that it is he's really, really useful for is when you have a boss fight and you want to take down their toughness bar, um, the Lightning Lord does just, it just rips it to shreds. He's, he's good in the um, the the Arbor Deer with the, all the yeah. flowers. Arbor Deer. Mm -hmm. The flower slash branch things, like, because he hits all of those. Yeah. Which is very nice and very helpful. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just wish it was. It, I wish it didn't take so long to uh, get characters to a point where you can start to experiment with them. Yep, would be nice. So uh, I, I do want to start uh, uh, wrapping things up a little bit for the one point two spoiler cast. But one thing I want to make sure we touch on first was just the uh, the underground treasure hunt because I, I know we talked a little bit about that uh, pre patch. How did people find that one? It's pretty long, like going through it. I still haven't gone through all of it yet, but it feels not as interesting or as exciting as I would hope for. Yeah, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I, I thought it was actually really fun that every time you went down, you get relics to increase your score, your your damage or your 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 stats, and that those would accumulate over time every time you went. And I was so bummed out to realize that there was a maximum. That at some point it would hit a wall and it would stop mm -hmm. accumulating. Because um, yeah. I thought I have... they could have. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I haven't finished it yet, but I'm in total agreement. I'm having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> I would have actually been. I, I would have thought it would have been fun for them to kind of do like a kind of what they did with the um, the, the library or the museum, where mm -hmm. it was like less about like um, you know going through the dungeon all the way, but more about like getting to the point where you could do like these just absolutely massive amounts of damage with all yeah. these artists. Like like every like go down eight times and every time you go down you get a ten percent bonus and then like just like keep stacking upon stacking and, and it kind of like encourages you to kind of do it over and over again to kind of get these bigger and bigger and bigger numbers. Um I I would have uh I would have liked to see something like that to see like certain stretch goals that would have been like harder to hit but you could just eventually just work your way to do it. So make the bosses like really hard. But if you go down 16, 17 times, eventually you're going to get enough damage that you can just wipe them out. Something like that. That was, it was one, one nice thing about it is that I finally got to have a, uh, Salie and Bronya team. <laughs> that yes, is nice uh, <laughs> and deserved. <laughs> I think the only thing that I didn't care for about the underground treasure hunt was, uh, as you expand the tiles, the way I thought it was going to work was it would sort of like move your character around through like the dungeon, right? And then, I don't know, like you'd have to expend like the, the stamina, not by uncovering the tiles, but by moving around. And you would have to sort of make a decision like, oh, do I want to go past a guy and then have to go down like a corridor or something like I just I was hoping for a little bit more complexity from that top level view that we didn't get I'm hoping maybe we'll get something more like that in the future where it's a bit more dungeon crawl like I, I think that's a great idea I actually think I that um, would have been awesome um, especially if you, you you had to make choices about where you went and what you did 
um the uh other thing that i kept from when you when you brought that up i was thinking like how much like every time i unclicked the tile and it didn't have anything there i kept expecting it to behave like minesweeper and just like, reveal like a whole bunch mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just that, like a weird mechanic. yeah um but yeah no i i agree with you i think i think there's th this was uh I guess maybe let me put it this way. I really enjoyed the event, but there's so much potential here for them to go even further. Definitely. Um, that I would like Star to see. Sweeper. Well, when uh, we, we start to have Minesweeper within uh, Star Rail, uh, <laughs> we'll be sure to share all, all about it with you right all here on thoughts. Trailblazer Talk. Here's my one second win <laughs> of Star Sweeper. <laughs> Beginner mode only. Well, I, I think that's going to be enough for uh, Trailblazer Talk this evening. Thanks again for joining us. As always, uh, please look forward to next week's episode where we're going to get into both the 1.3 uh, patch overview and we'll also touch a little bit on the companion missions as well. Keep blazing those trails. We'll see you again next week. And send us those emails at trailblazer.talk.podcast oh, yeah. <laughs> at gmail.com and Twitter at, at starrailpodcast. Shut up. <laughs> awesome work. <laughs> we got <Thanks>. him. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, all. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.